2: Fox Sports Radio. Radio, radio, radio. This is up on game. Caught by Hushmanzada for the touchdown. You want NFL experience? Manning. Lobs it. Boris alone. Touchdown. And it's intercepted. LeVar Arrington. Then this is the show for you
3: with LeVar Arrington. F. Tom Brady you know what i take it back
2: tj hushman
3: they lose first round mike
2: mccarthy's out of there and plaxico burris
4: tom brady's no longer there It's turned into a dictatorship up there in New the England.
2: three of the best to ever do it on and off the field live from the fox sports radio studios here's pro bowlers lavar errington tj hushman and super bowl champion plaxico burris are
5: you trying to go hunt now Man, welcome it in, welcome into the show up on game. TJ Hochman, Levar Lavar and Plexico Burris. We're broadcasting live from the tirerack.com studios. Tirerack.com will help you get there an unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection over 10,000 recommended installers. Tirerack.com is the way tire buying should be. Now, this morning, we, we have a great show planned for you. You got any questions, any suggest, anything, tweet us at LaVar Arrington, at Who's shady 4 at Plaxico Burris, at Fox Sports Radio. You can listen live on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR or Fox Sports Radio. Search up on game, wherever you get your podcast. We have a lot of content for you guys. And so, make sure you guys support us and searching us. Fellas, how you doing? Well, for Plax, you know, Plax, you consider this the morning or late afternoon for you out there? Or early man, afternoon?
4: Man, it's lunchtime. Okay, well, hey, good afternoon to Mr. Yeah. Burrs. Good morning to uh, myself and LaVar. <laughs> yeah, man, good morning to y'all people out there on the West Coast, man. It's a beautiful day out here on the East Side of things, man. um... Yeah, one of my son's game last night. They lost by four points. Not the, you know, the best showing, team showing, but uh, hopefully we'll be able to bounce back next week and continue on our journey to repeat as uh, state football champions. How how did he do? Oh he did well man caught four balls uh they came out of the second half, man they threw him a you know a fade route from a you know a nasty split and got double covered and they was you know they just double covered him for the rest of the game man so he didn't catch any balls in the second half they kind of you know took him out of the ball game which which kind of hurt us offensively and uh you know he'll we'll bounce back next week, but he did he did very well no How your drops. baby do t j We play.
5: uh, He plays a basketball game today. I didn't. I didn't know I was gonna be able to do the show. And the schedule came out. First game is at one o'clock. So you know, rocking and rolling, baby. And for all of you guys that Plexico said, you know, they threw him a fade from a nasty split. A nasty split is five to six yards from the offensive tackle. So you're tight uh, to the offensive line. Just for anybody, what is a nasty split? That's what a nasty (laughs) split is. Tight
4: to the (laughs) lineman. (laughs) I got a different (laughs) definition. <laughs> yeah! Some, yeah hey, wow. Guy, Sometimes yeah. you know I get to talking, you know, uh, you know, football with you. It's guys. just natural. Yeah. yeah, from a from a you know scheme and you know technical standpoint, I forget that uh, there are a lot of people that are listening to us who don't understand what a open side run is, what a close side run is, what a what a nasty split is, so on and so forth. So, you, T.J., you are exactly right. We just educate
5: them when we can, Plex. We just, we're lucky enough where we have some good coaches that can teach us a game, and the bad coaches, you know, we don't fault y'all. Y'all just weren't taught the way we were. It's all right. <laughs> it's just wonderful to know that, uh, you know, you guys can
3: talk football because you're big uh, television stars and all that stuff now. I mean, I was just watching Plexico just lay down uh, his, his knowledge and wisdom on the Carton Show all week. It was, it was pretty cool. I was going to send messages to y'all, but – you know, I figured y'all already know what y'all be doing, so I didn't. I just, I just sat back and watched. So, shots out to y'all, man. I'm, I'm really proud of y'all, man. I Appreciate it, man. Really just, proud you of
4: y'all, know, just man. You know you know just doing what we can do man feed you know feed I mean? the
3: masses TJ hitting the uh hitting the Colin Cowherd show quite a bit doing doing speak like you got you got to love that so and speaking of that let's let's jump into this Colorado game I appreciate you grabbing it TJ Let, let's let's jump into it it was a big comeback I, I believe the biggest comeback in the history of Stanford school um but it was a very competitive game what you know, TJ you are what what was
5: your takeaway from this game? I watched the entire well, let me say this. I went I was watching uh Saint John Bosco versus Modern Day. Once I realized Modern Day was gonna get ran through, I turned it to the Colorado game and I'm like, Man, both of these games are not competitive. Mm. And then right after halftime, the receiver for Stanford went like ninety cut all the way across the field. I said, okay. Yeah. And before you know it, they was making it a game. And I'm like, how many times are you going to let this receiver run a slant route? Like how many, that's all he was running was slant routes, slant routes, slant routes, slant routes. They put Travis Hunter on him, still Uh running slant routes. He makes a great catch with great coverage. It's a great play by the receiver. But to me, it felt as if Colorado got very complacent. They relaxed. They put their guard down. And it was as if when we got up 29-0 now, we're just trying to pad our stats. we we trying to, we really trying to beat them 50-0. Like, honestly, they could have run the ball, let the clock run the entire second half, and they, they win that game. I, I felt they got somewhat cocky offensively. And they could not slow Stafford down in the second half. Specifically, the receiver they could not slow him down. I think his name is like Elick or Elick. 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 Like Eric with an L. Elick.
3: So, I was listening
4: to the stats. He said he had like 13 catches for 290 and some chains. He
5: almost had 300 yards. Plex. he Plex, he took a slant 96 yard, 97 yards. Then I mean, cut all the way across the field. And I don't know – Colorado will recover for this. It's the biggest lead Stanford has overcome, and it's the biggest lead Colorado has ever given up. I but think it's up there. I, is, it, is it Colorado? Both. I both it of them. To, it's, okay, it's for both wow. teams. I didn't know it was both teams. With with all the promise that Colorado started the season with, and, and I was wrong. I thought they would lose a TCU. Plax was like, no, they're going to beat TCU. Mm-hmm. I, I thought they would lose to Oregon and USC, and, and, I, and I was right about that. But it's, it doesn't take – that's not going being bold and saying, oh, they're going to lose. They just don't have the firepower. But a game that you're supposed to win, a game that you should win, a game that you're dominating and you don't win, now we must go back to the drawing board if I'm Colorado and get that hunger back that we had at the start of the season we got to get that hunger back now because you start to fill yourself a little bit too much. Um, the secondary, you, they didn't play well at all. That secondary did not play well. And you have Travis Hunter, who was the number one commit in the country a few years back. You have Carmani McClain, who was the number one defensive back in the country coming out of high school. This, but He don't even play. When Travis Hunter was out, he played and he played well. Travis Hunter comes back. He doesn't even play now. And so they gotta figure out what's going on and what's wrong because they went from being the hunted. Oh yeah. Or being a hunter. Now they're being hunted and they're not responding the way they should respond.
4: you know, I don't think you need to go back to the drawing board. I think I think we are seeing the product of uh, you know, all of these transfers playing together. And situational football, where you know they are not used to you know communicating and playing with each other. And I, I think one of the one of the things for me when when you know when Dion you know, was obviously was a coach in Jackson State, and you make him the head coach in Colorado, one thing sets in my mind: I know that his secondary is going to be tight. Why? Because he's the greatest cornerback to ever play football. You know, uh, for for Washington for um for uh, Stanford to be able to go out and throw the football the way that they did against a Deion Sanders coached secondary, it is something that you think you would never see because Mm -hmm. that will be the first thing and first positions that he would address just because we know him as, as primetime. And, you know, that's one of the things that, that, that kind of shocks me about this Colorado defense is, you know, the, the amount of yards that they're giving up. And, and I can understand being up 29-0, you taking a little, you know, uh, uh, taking your foot off the pedal, so to speak, but to lose a game up 29-0 to – at like, halftime. You, you, at halftime. That's never happened to me. And, and then you, you look I at I could see if that happened in the first, first quarter, but right. it, was, it was halftime. <laughs> it was halftime. So you look at Shador saying the stats. He still throws for 400 yards and five touchdowns. But what I'm saying is, just like TJ said, you know, you, they went from being the hunter to the hunted with all the antics that are going on with Shadour, mm-hmm. flashing the watch, and you know all of these things, and Dion being outspoken and you know he, he, prime's going to do do his thing his way he doesn't he, he doesn't give a damn about what nobody thinks about him with the way that he runs his program he's he's going to he's, he's going to speak uh what and, and whatever fashion he chooses to and that makes you the hunted so every time they line up on saturday you know what they going to get every team's best shot and they have to recognize and realize that every time they go out there on saturday the team that they're playing against, they're going to get the A game just because of the fact how brash and some of the antics that, that, you know, Shador and some of these players and including Prime are doing while they're playing the game. When, when they go out and they win, you know, they, they basically try to, you know, they show up and try to embarrass the other team after the game and all of those things. So with that being said, every Saturday you go out there, you better be ready to play your best football because that's what you're going to get from the opposing team think it's a great point Plex
3: I I think it's a it's a hell of a point actually because again I I made the I made the comment earlier this week that I you know and it, it was considered people saying I was hating and this that and whatever I'm bitter I don't even know why it would be hating and I don't know why it would be bitter but I said it's like to go up to the student section and flash the watch the way that you did for as long as you did taunting them listen Fans and, and fans and, and, and student sections are always going to have derogatory things to say to the visiting team. They're always going to say offensive things, do offensive things. That happens as part of the game. But when you start to continue to turn things into more about the branding and more about the marketing, everybody's like, oh, Shador, he's marketing himself. That's, that's wonderful. Market yourself. You know, Dion. Oh, Dion's marketing himself. Coach Dion, he's marketing himself, da da da. Market yourself. Brandon brand the team. Brand what you got going on. That's fine. You know, you're selling out games. You got you you got who's who coming to the games. That's wonderful. But it puts a a target on it. and just to put it in quick perspective, because I know we're up against it, and maybe we'll talk about this on the other side of break, because I know y'all y'all's wheels are spinning on this as as a topic. So maybe we'll we'll continue it, but maybe we won't. I don't know. But but what came to me is when when you're in these type of situations and you, you put that type of spotlight on yourself it could very quickly and very easily turn from it's more about something else and less about football and the more you see these things become more evident and more prevalent and more out there it's like you can try to justify you can try to justify an offset the job that Dion has done, and I don't right. think that that's fair. It shouldn't be fair because let me tell you something. That's a competitive game. It's not like Colorado is out here getting destroyed or anything like that. They were winning the game big. They yeah, did have, have the a chance to win the game. No,
5: game, it really should have been non-competitive
3: <laughs> with Colorado. <laughs> yes, correct with Colorado. So to me, when you put the type of of spotlight that can be can be perceived as negative, then this is, this is the risk you run by being as prime-time-ish as you can be. The one thing that I would say, and I've been feeling this, and it's like kind of been what I've been thinking is, prime is prime no matter what happens.
5: <laughs> right. Well, my, my thing is this, though, LaVar. It's like I don't have a problem what Shadur is doing. This is the thing. We've never seen a quarterback do this, but be who you are. If that's who you are, because guess what, you can do everything that everybody else wants you to do. There's still going to be some people that complain. But, and don't that, like but it. is it really so about doing you. what everybody else be is you. doing, though? Be you. If that's TJ, I mean, I, 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 is it, is it really
3: I, about I, being what everybody else wants you to do, or just like looking at it from the standpoint of, you know, if you have a bad game, like instead of them and, villainizing and, and you, and it's like he had a bad game. Well, L-Labar, I think it matters because it's, have... it's a it's a consumer driven industry. Right.
5: It you does matter. But, you know, game, I, 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 they are I, I, on your head anyway.
4: Right, so yeah, gonna, but it's gonna it's, be it's gonna be more. It's gonna be more. Like it's a, it's just more. I'm gonna go back to what Lavar said. He said prime is gonna be prime regardless. Yes. But, he has to understand and Shador and all these kids have to understand that they have they still have a future in front of them. That, that's so, all I'm saying, Plex. Right. That's, that's all they, I'm saying. So, so 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 this label of whatever they're doing in the antics and you know uh, the the whole watch thing and how they being perceived by the public and you know you know scouts and all of those things that is going to continue to go with them and that's to, you to the that's national. not Deion right. sanders exactly <laughs> you're not Deion, not none and of the I, boys I is Deion be, sanders
5: and and Dion started this persona or he was when he was in college the same thing this son is doing he's in but college. tj he, he tj, TJ listen to what i'm positions. saying He's – that's prime time. Like
3: like I said, he is one, arguably one of the greatest athletes, not just football no, he's players. he's not
5: arguably. He is. He's one of them. I mean, no, it's he, debatable. No, he is we the could, one. No, we could, could debate one. it. Yeah, we I are say debating we could it, but who's it. better than him? I, I don't mean, think anybody mean, people is.
3: could throw Bo Jackson out there. Bo Jackson, Jackson wasn't as prime was in
5: football. I mean, well, nowhere near close. So I, I mean, I, I think Dion is the greatest athlete to ever play sports. That's just my opinion. It's. I
3: mean, we don't. I'm not going to argue son's, that. All we I'm don't saying know his is
5: personality, though. We don't know what his son is. This could be his son. We know he's not Dion. Is, he doesn't That's have the to problem. be Dion. He probably doesn't want to be Dion. But if he's showing his personality, what's wrong with that? No,
3: well, no this is was Moving was. the goalposts. You're moving the post though. Now, it's not about him. It's not about him not being Dion and being authentic to himself because he can be. What it is is that you don't have the type of talent to offset <laughs> what you're doing like Dion does. But people didn't like what Dion was doing. But At if all. you're if you're
5: doing the so things you're saying that So you only is can doing. do these things when you're extremely talented. That's what you're saying. What I mean, I'm
3: saying you gotta be aware. Like if you're doing things that bring the attention and draw the things that Dion did when he was doing it and you're doing it, you have to be aware of the fact that you had better be that yes, you had better be that good. And because the tolerance
5: level is not gonna be as high LeVar, if you're not as good. Lavar, Le- prior to Shador and Deion Sanders. Going to Colorado. If I'm not mistaken, Shadur was a late round or free agent. He's elevated himself into top, top ten, probably the first So yeah. what do you? Right. So 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 you just you guys just said he's not this type of talent. Yeah, but this season is still going, TJ. But this season is still going. I'm talking but about but that. But how this is not elevated his stock. You this could vary, but your stock could go
3: down just as quickly what, by some of the stuff man, that's going do, on. Hey, it's, it's still a lot of football uh, left. pick
5: to a sure first round This
4: is one of the main things that Prime was talking about when he was at Jackson State. It, it basically pissed him off to the fact that no players from the HBCU had got drafted, right? So now Shador and Travis Hunter, these guys leave the HBCU and all of a sudden they're paying big power, you know, uh, you know Division one football, and all, and all of a sudden, these guys are first round picks, and and going back to, to what Levar was talking about, what, what was this Chateau's, uh, you know, make up when he was at Jackson State? Was he doing these kind of things while he was playing there? No, he wasn't. I feel that he's he's gotten to a, a space and a place uh, where you know the cameras on him. He knows it. They understand it, and. They they started this whole, you know, marketing and branding, but it's going a little bit too far now. So now when they're losing games and you, you're losing 29-point leads and you're not winning football games, now all these things that you were doing are starting to backfire on them.
3: All right. That's T.J. Hushmanzada and Plexico Burris. This is up on game. I think we got it out. I think it is done. Let's, let's move on to some more conflict. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of conflict. The Chiefs. Oof, they won again but is the bigger story here the broncos and russell wilson and hmm, the coach well we'll get to that and more as i mentioned this is up on game that's tj hushman's autoplex co-burst i'm lavar errington it's fox sports radio we'll be right back
2: fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iheart radio app search fsr to listen live
3: what's up on game we're live from the tyrac.com studios it's plexico stretch burris and we got tj pantene man i'm lavar harrington that was a spirited first segment if you missed it make sure you go back to the podcast and check out what's going on uh but let's stay let's stay football let's let's stay uh quarterback and coach how about that I mean it's 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 some interesting things going on in Denver well let's keep it in the state of Colorado how about that the the Broncos lose to the Chiefs now what seemingly looks like a better loss than what some of their other losses have been I mean they did not lose by much fellas but nonetheless they did lose and it was not a very good offensive showing by this this Broncos offense. I mean, Russell Wilson did not even break a hundred yards passing. And, and so to me, I looked at this this game and I felt as though we had a whole lot of, of interesting things taking place with Sean Payton and with this this Denver team. What What? I mean, where where do they go from here? What do you get rid of Russell Wilson? Do you do what exactly? Where are you guys on this? I'll start. We start with you, Plex. What What do you think is
4: is going on? What's needed to, to turn this thing around? Well, one thing is for sure they can't get rid of Russell, Russell Wilson because they still owe him way too much guaranteed money so he's going to be the quarterback there for the next two or three seasons. So that that's just the nature of the business and the contract that they gave him, you know, when he left Seattle and went to Denver. And you know, secondly, man, you know um you know we you know all week and all pretty much all season we've been saying that, you know, Russell Wilson's not the problem. You know, look at his numbers. Look at his stats. And his stats are right up there beside, you know, the Patrick Mahomes and, and you know, Tua and, you know, some of these guys that, that are playing really good football right now. But the Denver Broncos just aren't winning games. I just saw yesterday that, that they released another linebacker, you know, from the team. That's, that's, that's two people on the defense that have been released in the last week. You know, from this team, and you know, defensively, they just can't stop anybody right now. And from what I'm hearing, you no, know, Patrick, Patrick Junior. may not be there much longer either, Yikes. because because of the you know the state that this team and organization is in. Basically, what what happened with Champ Bailey and 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 uh, Clinton Porters. Mm. so. You know, we don't know what's going to happen with that. Maybe they want to get some draft picks for him and move him up, move him along, because right now the Denver Broncos are just not a very good football team. And I think Sean Payton is saying to himself that you know he came out before the season started and said, "Listen, that was the worst coaching job in history last year when he was referring to Nathaniel Hackett." And now, and now yeah, and now I think he's realizing that you know what, I inherited a really bad football team, <laughs> and I th- and I think he's understanding that. Because if, 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 if Sean Payton can't fix it and can't fix Russell Wilson, then, then uh, something needs to be done. And also, but listen, John Elway put this team together. And nobody's talking about the job that he has done with this team, putting this roster together, and it's not, and it's not a very good one. And, you know, I, you know, we've been saying that, you know, Russell Wilson is not that bad of a quarterback. And he has not been until you know last season, and 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 you know going into this season, where they're, they're one and five, so that season is basically over. In the first six weeks of the season, they're probably going to not make the playoffs. But maybe we are seeing you know just the you know the, the regression and decline of Russell Wilson and his and his career is become coming to an end right in front of our eyes. This is a uh, it's shocking.
5: The offense plays pretty good. Defense plays awful. Defense plays pretty good. Offense plays awful. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what's going on with the Denver Broncos this season. And Sean Payton, he needs to publicly and ins- and ins- 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 be sincere with this, apologize to Nathaniel Hackett because he re- when he came out, he flamed him. Yes, he did. He flamed him in such a way that had many people saying like, man, yeah, this dude really is a terrible coach. And you're doing worse <laughs> than what he did. And everybody, we all Oh, the the Broncos are going to be there's people picking the Broncos to yeah. finish first or second in the division. It I wasn't was one of them, too. but I thought they would be better. Right. I was not one of them. I felt they were going to be behind the Chiefs and Chargers 100%. But the fact that they are this bad. The fact that defensively they were top ten last year, they're bottom ten this year, that's a problem. And it start, We you want to get a quarterback and a head coach all the glory when things go well. They must take all the blame when things go bad. There's no way around it. And it's what Plex said. They can't get out of this Russell contract now. They can if they want to, the owner – is one of the richest people in the world. They can get out of it and you just take a huge cap hit. The question is this. The Broncos are going to finish with one of the worst records in the National Football League. Would they draft a quarterback with their first pick? Do they trade, Sertan, and say, let's get some picks for the future? But I'm not in the business of trading young, good players to try to draft young, good players. So, to me, that makes no sense. So, I wouldn't do that. But I think with Russell Wilson, everything is on the table. He is no longer the quarterback that he was in Seattle. I, I feel like everybody thought, okay, he has Sean Payton this year. He's going to be the Russell Wilson from the Seattle Seahawks. That, we'll never see that guy again. I, right, I feel like right. Russell Wilson was on his way into the Hall of Fame. That's no longer a discussion, Ooh, at least in my geez. eyes. For that's how you feeling today. I, I just, I just feel like, in, in my Hall of Fame criteria, to me, it's black and white. It's very, very, very simple. For a period of five years, where you're a top five player at your that's position, Yo Scott got in. If that answer is a no, you're not a Hall of Famer. <laughs> and, and, and so, I, I, I just, Russell Wilson is. He seems like a great dude. I know after watching some of the stuff that Marshawn Lynch said, I wouldn't wanna I wouldn't wanna be a teammate of his. Like I just can't believe like you really feel you're above the guys on your team to act this way. That just blows my mind. Mm-hmm. I never played with a quarterback that I didn't have his number. I'm not giving you a number. You
3: Marshawn Lynch? Yes.
4: Of oh,
5: course.
3: Cool. <laughs> Bruh, He one of the most down to earth dudes. One of the most hey. coolest dudes you'll ever. Just, just a regular. This dude he said he didn't dude. have his
5: number, LeVar. He didn't have his quarterback's number. He called me from a block number. Hold up. Next time you want to talk to the quarterback, just go to the head coach. Like, you know how you alien. You know how many guys in that locker room. That's once wild, they were bro. told that. Once they were told that. You know how many guys in that locker room talked about him in such a negative manner. Bruh, it was crazy. I'd be ready to beat his ass if I was on that team, bro. Lavar, <laughs> like, like, y'all, know, y'all
3: know y'all know football team 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 LaVar, uh, politics. I'd have been ready to throw down. Lavar, him if everybody
5: I had heard that. in that locker room was talking about him in a negative light because of that. And I don't know if he understands. Can he read the temperature of the room? Like, you just
4: can't do that. Obviously
5: not. He don't care. You can not care. And this is why nobody came to his defense. This is why Richard Sherman was on his head. And this is why last year in Denver, the stuff was coming out. This is why the defensive lineman ran up on him. Remember during the game? Yeah, they did. Bro. Mm This, this is why it's all making sense say, now.
3: He was telling everybody to say, run pass run past.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey,
3: look here. Look here! Let's get an update from Isaac Lowenkron because we're going to keep this thing. We're going to continue this with another quarterback in another city that could be facing the same things. We're going to get to that in a matter of moments. But first, let's get to Isaac Lowenkron and hear some of the greatness that comes from him. What you got? Hit us with some greatness. Ilo?
7: Thank you so much, Lavar. The sure, greatness sure. that is number one Georgia having a tough time at the outset with Vanderbilt because – Georgia fell behind in this game, 7-0 on a 49-yard touchdown pass. From Ken Seals to London Humphreys, however, Georgia has just come back to tie the game on a short touchdown run by Carson Beck. So it's top-ranked Georgia 7 and Vanderbilt 7, 5 minutes and 42 seconds left to play in the first quarter. Second-ranked Michigan still scoreless with Indiana 10 minutes in. Number three, Ohio State, a 6 nothing lead at Purdue with 7 minutes and 50 seconds left to play in the first quarter. Fourth-ranked Florida State up 7 nothing over Syracuse with three minutes left to play in the first quarter and how about this Arkansas has just taken a six to nothing lead at number 11 Alabama on a 55 yard field goal and a 49 yard field goal by Arkansas place kicker Cam Little hope some scouts are watching finally in how can I put this delicately Non-top twenty-five college football action. Mm. Michigan State.
1: Oh, yeah. oh no. Yeah.
3: Non-top twenty-five allo. <laughs> 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 the
7: jokes man the jokes. They, I'm, I'm just trying to give some scores here I'm not trying to. they do have the lead they're up seven to three at rutgers after the first quarter again uh-oh.
3: the the mighty knights huh? the,
4: nine, the scarlet
3: knights nine. Right.
7: Top twenty-five action in the NFL. The
4: oh, I'm such a jerk. In the NFL, the Cleveland
7: Browns just officially elevated quarterback PJ Walker from the practice squad. He'll start tomorrow against the 49ers. Indianapolis Colts tight end Mo Alleycox has cleared concussion protocol. He will be available tomorrow against Jacksonville. And finally, in the NBA, multiple outlets report that the Boston Celtics have hired former NBA head coach and TV analyst Jeff Van Gundy as a senior consultant. Fellas, back to
3: you. Appreciate it, in Boston. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so guys, uh, Deshaun Watson, he's been ruled out again. They're mm-hmm. about to go up against the 5-0 49ers. Mm-hmm. We know the Cleveland Browns are struggling this year. But mm-hmm. this report has come out from Mary Kay Cabot. Everybody knows that Mary Kay Cabot has been historically the representative of the quarterback until she's not. And generally that's through the relationships of, you know, other sources outside of just the football team, mainly usually agents. Deshaun Watson is in the scenario that he's in. What, how do you guys feel? Because we are just talking about Russell Wilson and how, you know, you know the, the players feel about him and different things like that. Now, I don't think that Deshaun Watson is a guy that, from all things I've heard, that the players don't don't bang with I think they cool with him but don't you think the way this is being handled kind of can call into question how the locker room feels about Deshaun Watson and what their chances are I mean all intents and purposes if they lose this game it's almost seemingly like the season is kind of Almost over for
4: them. No. So now, not, what is... not at all. Okay, go, at all right. go ahead, go ahead, go take it. Yeah, I don't think if they lose this game that the season is over because yeah. basically, the, the I, I I said before the season started that the AFC North is probably going to be the toughest division to win because everybody's just going to beat everybody up and everybody's pretty much at an even level, but not as of last week with a healthy Joe Burrow, you would expect for the Cincinnati Bengals to win this division. But I wouldn't just say if they lose this game that the season's over. But, you know, going back to this whole Deshaun Watson thing, you know what, man, Um, I, I, I kind of feel that, you, you know, every – every, every, every all, all things that everybody's saying about him, it's like questioning his toughness. And I, being a, a former player myself, just like you guys, you never want to question another man's toughness or how much pain he's going through with this injury. Everybody said it was AC joint, or he's just sore. But now we found out that he has a bruised rotator cuff. But the team did not do him any justice protecting him from this scrutiny and from the media and from the everybody outside. He was, outside. He was medically clear like on mo- on Monday. It's great point. on Monday. Mm-hmm. You don't give out that kind of information from you know from the from the team doctors from the, uh, the from the coaching staff out to the media and to the public. You would give this information information out like I'm on a Friday or a Saturday before the game. So now everybody's sitting here looking okay, he's been medically clear to play. Why isn't he playing? Mm-hmm. And now, the, the locker room, you, you know myself included, and everybody on the outside, like yo man, like what's wrong with him? But I think for him, it's going to come down to pain tolerance. And you know, everybody is saying, "Oh, he's medically cleared; he should go out and play." No, he shouldn't, mm. because it, it, it has to come to a point to to himself and the, and his coaching staff to be. Is a hurt Deshaun Watson better than a healthy P.J. Walker? You know, how much pain is he really in? Or, you know, does he feel like he can do more damage to his rotator cuff if he goes out there and and, and plays, even if the doctors are saying that he's medically cleared? Nobody knows how he feels but himself. And I would not, you know, criticize or, you know, look down on my teammate if he was medically cleared and he did not go out and play in the game because you know what, man? I, you know I, I'm still hurt to the point to where you know, you know my injury is not going to allow me to be to help this team in 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 the manner that y'all need me to be. So I'm gonna just take another week. So I thought the team could have handled it better, and now everybody's looking at him like, "Oh man, you soft? You letting the team down? You've been making clear you gotta go out and play." Man, don't question another man's toughness until you've been in a situation like him. And a lot of people will never be in that situation. But just understand, you know, this man is, is still a great player, but you just don't know what's going to happen going down the stretch. We're going to get back to, to
3: this whole conversation of, you know, quarterbacks and all that, that stuff in a, in a moment. But let's talk George Kittle. Yeah, he was fine. 13K for that F.U. Dallas t-shirt. You're listening to Up On Game. That's T.J. Hushmanzada. That's Plexico Burrs. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Fox Sports Radio. Whoa! Come on now, budget. Ah, what exactly were they talking about when they did this song? Anyway, uh, welcome back into the up on game, <laughs> uh, retirerack dot com studio. Yes, yeah, T.J. Hushman's eyes, Plexico Burrs. I'm Lavar Arrington. All right, fellas, Kittle, he gets uh he gets fined a hefty thirteen thousand dollars for wearing the f dallas t-shirt uh is that excessive for a t-shirt and and a, a dress code violation or do you think the league got it right here
5: when when you talk i think every fine they give is excessive man we be, you begin to find thousands of thousands and thousands but you know the rules and engagement. You, you know you can't do anything. Like that Kittle said, I know I'm going to get fined, and I'm okay with that. And so, <laughs> is it okay? I, I just think the amount that we got fined we played, that the players get fined now is a bit excessive. But, I mean, it is what it is. It, it isn't changing. I mean, what, they fine us $5,000 five for keys. not having enough white on your uh, socks. Like little bit of white. Like if you uh, have to five grand. They
3: They'll double yeah. it after a while.
5: And so, uh, man, we we know the rules
4: when we sign up for it. But he he, he knew what was coming. But I, I think all the fines are excessive. All I gotta say, man, that's an expensive ass piece of cotton. Mm. That's all I gotta say. Thirteen k for a t shirt. Mm. Maybe he'll maybe he'll auction it off. Man, I've been fined for some. I've been fined, uh, you know, what, uh, five thousand dollars several times for some socks. And I, I've actually been fined for throwing footballs in the fan in the stands. Twenty five hundred the first time, five thousand the second time. But if you score a touchdown and you go to the fan and you hand it to them, you don't get the fine. But if you chuck it in the stands, it's twenty five hundred for the first uh, time and second. Your second incident is five thousand. Mm. So just you know, I, I, I've given up a few dollars, you know, for these socks. In these footballs, you right? Know, just, just, just to uh, you know, and my jersey because I never took my jersey in. I always played with my jersey out. It was, it was crazy because I would always get fined on the road because you know a, a, every team has what they, they, uh, a uniform inspector, right? So your home, you, you, your uniform inspector at home wouldn't find you, but when you went on the road, you would be stretching before the and game. And, that's and, why they
5: started making the jerk. They started. uh Making them waist length. So, <laughs> so they started so, yeah, with yeah, waist gone. length jerseys so you didn't have to tuck it in.
3: Hey, yeah, so, let me yeah. ask you guys this. Hold on, real quick. Just real quick. There were some antics. Uh, all right. So we talked about the antics of what Shador Sanders did. I mean, this, I don't feel like this is any different, right? It's, I felt like it, it was choreographed. Oh. It was authentic to George Kittle. But, I mean, does he get a pass? Like he's being lauded and, and, and praised and celebrated for it. Um, but that's that's antics, and, and that's putting a target on you. You heard what Michael Parsons had to say about it. I know we only got a couple uh, couple seconds, a couple minutes, but just super quick. Like, was that wise? They may see Dallas again. Was it was Who cares, it wise If they do don't that? like it,
4: do something about it. True. I think it was more the vulgar language of the t-shirt more than anything. So what what Kittle's and Shador are doing is two totally different things. I think it's the you know the wording Both on the taunts. shirt Both on na- the wording on the shirt on national television. I think that's why he got the fine. Okay, he taunted it. I mean, he did have
5: fabrics. he did have three touchdowns. So he if did. You don't, if you don't like it, he did. Stop it.
3: Mm. Whew, uh, you know, yeah, I mean he is good, I mean, San Francisco is good, in fact, I think they are. The best team in the National Football League right
4: now. Good. I mean Man, are you, you talking about the San Francisco Fortiners might run into the Dallas Cowboys again. If they do, the Cowboys have to make the playoffs and win a playoff game. And if they want to play the San Francisco 49ers again, it's going they, to be in the they, same yeah, stadium, Claire. <laughs> All right. Well, you heard
3: <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh it sounds like Plexico believes the same thing that Debo Samuels believes. It could be worse the next time around. Right. Listen to this. You're listening to Up On Game. There's plenty to get to in the next hour. We got Cuffs the Legend coming on from, you know, Up On Game presents that 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 show, that one man show. Uh, and we'll talk some other some more football as well. So you're listening to Up On Game. TJ Hushman's out of Plexico Burst. I'm LeVar Angington. We'll be right back. Fox Sports Radio.
2: In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh?
6: Yep. You know what
0: this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Ah,
3: love
0: that. A redwood forest would be cool.
1: I'm in. Ah,
0: ski slopes. Let's
1: do it. Um, tentative girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait.